Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talents Show. I'm Jen Werner. And I'm Chad Ahern. Today, we're going to be talking about the, ta- the Clifton Strengths talent of harmony. So this harmony talent has some, some great, amazing things about it. Chad, do you want to tell us what Gallup has to say about harmony? Sure. So Gallup defines this talent theme as follows. People exceptionally talented in the harmony theme look for consensus. They don't enjoy conflict. Rather, they look, sorry, they seek areas of agreement. Yeah, awesome. So hold up a second. (laughs) I've coached quite a few people with harmony. It's not terribly high for me. It's my number 11. But what is it for you? Sure. So it's my number four. So it's actually within my top five and yeah. uh, it has a very practical edge to it. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about today. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spotlight a lot because where I have it, it's blurred with some other themes. Right. So I, I really wanna hear what you have to say about it. But from what I've heard from other coaches, I get a different attitude that comes out of this when they find out that they have harmony number one or in their top five. Yeah, so I think what, what, well, first of all, let me ask, what's the perception or what do often people yeah. tell you when they, when they talk about harmony? What I've heard is like, they feel like it means I'm all like, oh, kumbaya, and I want everyone to like each other. And they're like, I don't think that I'm not that way. That's not it for me. Yeah, that's definitely, I, I've heard that same thing. Um, and I think it's a real misperception around harmony. It's, it is one of these words that gets thrown around a lot in sort of pop culture. And, you know, you mentioned that sort of kumbaya feeling that, you know, the, the old hippie movements of, oh, every, you know, everybody's sort of like jiving with each other and everybody's okay. And, and there's, um, you know, you also have the musical perspective of, you know, everybody being in harmony and everybody coming together. And yes, there's some of that in this description, but um, I think the big difference is when you really look at this being a theme that is really about practical action and practical agreements and um, minimizing not so much emotion, but uh, emotional turbulence. I think this is the, probably the best way I've, I've found to describe it is um, you know, there are those people that like to rock the boat for the sake of rocking the boat. Mm-hmm. And then there are others like with harmony <laughs> that are just like, why are you rocking the boat? What, what, what purpose does that serve? So I think that that's a real clear um, delineation between sort of that kumbaya feel and what Gallup is really trying to get at with defining and labeling this talent theme with harmony. Yeah. You know, I, I was trying to like separate the two, like from what I know of harmony as, as a talent or a group of talents, as opposed to harmony that I know from the dictionary. So I went back to the dictionary and I pulled up Webster's definition. So one, they have as a combination of simultaneous, simultaneous musical notes and a chord or there's the the music. Yep. The (laughs) structure of music with respect to the composition and progression of chords or two, a pleasing agreement of parts, agreement or internal calm tranquility. And I was like, oh, okay. So this really does talk to harmony as a strength too. Cause I'm hearing like that, you know, consensus and you talked about it, the practical consensus 
um, of an app, like for an application as the, as opposed to that, like, kumbaya type of like, you want, you want all of everyone to agree. It's not necessarily that, right. Um, and then I also really liked that, um, that pleasing arrangement of parts. Because um, I was like, oh, well, that's, that really speaks to that consensus that we're talking about in harmony. Yeah, it, it definitely, I put a lot more emphasis on the consensus and moving forward um, piece, at least for, for me. And again, like we've talked about in other episodes, Harmony is definitely colored by or seasoned by some of mm. my other themes. So I have some, a number of executing like responsibility that definitely put me in an, in an action um, mindset. But I, I think maybe me sharing some sort of personal uh you know, applications or how this has shown up for me personally might, might help highlight this difference. Yeah, so we've talked about sort to, of that. Love to hear that. Yeah. So we've talked about sort of the kumbaya and that's not really, um, that's not really how my, at least my harmony shows up. And I'm sure there are other listeners and, and people that have, have harmony that might have a different perspective, but I think there are three big pieces that I would um, highlight. And we've already started to talk about one of them, which is with my harmony, I don't like to see people sort of fuss for fussing's sake. So constructive conflict is very engaging and very energizing for me. You know, that for me, that ties into my learner and being able to ask questions and understanding others. But for people to just sort of pick a fight to pick a fight, mm. uh, whether it's in a meeting or a personal relationship, that for me serves no purpose. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why is this? Yeah why is this a thing? So I think that that's one uh, big piece that if it's constructive and it's moving us forward, great. If it's not, then why are you again, rocking the boat? Um, the second piece, which we've also already started talking about is, is that really practical action. Problems are, are solved and addressed through thinking about the practical action. Um, I think where at least my harmony gets sort of agitated is when people bring up past slights or past fights mm. and we're rehashing old ground over and over again. Again, whether you're just picking a fight to pick a fight or whether you're bringing up old material mm. in a new context doesn't do us much good. If, if there's not much we can do about yesterday, there's a lot we can do about today and tomorrow. Right. And so I think that the harmony talent theme really kind of pushes me to look at, okay, what, what is practical going forward? Um, and I think the, the other piece that is really important is, um, you know, I think you talked about it in the Webster definition of um, sort of that emotional um, mm. consensus or, or emotional tranquility, I think was the yeah, word. In the, in the Internal calm tranquility, yes. Right. So I think that is actually a place where there's a disconnect between the Gallup definition and the Webster's definition, because those of us with harmony can often be perceived as, oh, well, we don't have any emotional, you know, waves of our own. I think the difference is that we may not externally look like we have a lot of variation. We are kind of even keeled, but that doesn't mean that the emotions aren't stirred up at times internally. I, I found for myself, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, about sort of the benefit and how this yeah. can impact teams and so forth. 
but there have been times in my own life where I'll be really calm in a meeting, even though on the inside, I'm just like, what in the world is going on? Why is this a thing? And I'll, you know, especially as frustration, um, we can, I can at least keep things kind of under wraps, but then we'll blow up when I am alone um, or within a very small circle of trusted people that I know that if I show those emotions, it's not going to blow up my relationships with them. So I think that that's a, that's a place where there is some difference between Gallup and Webster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the seasoning of, of talents and there are a couple that really kind of come to mind for me. So my, like my harmony and deliberative, again, that drives sort of that reserved cautiousness, even keeled. Um, it can lead me to not share exactly how I'm feeling, particularly in a professional uh, setting. Um, but that doesn't take away from the emotions. You know, I, I still have emotions as a human being. <laughs> um, it's just that the deliberative is thinking about the risk of showing uh, those, those emotions out, um, outwardly. Um, I think, you know, my harmony and responsibility really kind of come to the practical application. We already talked a little bit about that. And then the other one that I, I love to highlight for people is my harmony and analytical get together, uh, thinking about the practical application of sniffing out kind of the BS. So I know in the pre-show, you and I talked a lot about some of the projects I've, I've worked on, say, looking at, um, certain database systems and being sold to, or, or, or even learning opportunities that we get as coaches and, you know, the coaches out there, you know, this masterclass or that masterclass and that harmony and analytical really kind of blow through the, all the emotional triggers that a lot of sales app uh, sales approaches try to stir up and be like, okay, what's really at the heart of this. And that's a place where the two can really kind of come together and have played out in my life in a really sort of beneficial way. Um, it's- it's really cool to hear that because I hadn't ever thought of Harmony as, as having that ability to do that, but using that with analytical, I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really cool. The other thing I found really interesting is what you were saying is when, when we were talking about deliberative, we talked a little bit about like not being devil's advocate, but sometimes, right? Like using our deliberative talents to pull out, you know, what might happen if this ha- if we went down this route or whatever, but what you're saying your harmony dislikes is actually the, the throwing out ideas and, and options or stirring up trouble just for trouble's sake. Is that what is, did I hear that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, you know, especially if you take the sort of the opposite side, my learner and, and harmony really get together and love to explore different perspectives as long as those perspectives are coming uh, from a place of good intention and that we're going to work together to figure out what is the best balance of the best ideas. But if, as you just said, if you're just throwing ideas or devil's advocate things into the mix to be troublemaker or to, to kind of throw mud on things that doesn't get us anywhere. Um, You know, it's probably why, having just experienced election day, why the whole mud slicking of our political environment really does not have much um, appeal to me because that's stirring trouble for, for trouble stake to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's some possible, you know, progress and ideas being put on the table, but when people start just mudslinging, 
that for me and probably for a lot of other people with harmony just does not resonate at all. It's the conflict for conflict's sake. Yeah. 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 So and we could keep going around and around on that. <laughs> we are conflict avoidant with this a bit, I, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting to hear you with, with such high harmony. Um, mine tends to get lost. Um, being at 11, it's flanked by some other relationship themes for me. So um, I have empathy at 10 and developer at 12. So empathy, okay. harmony, developer, like that bundling of those three relationship building themes, I think um, help to make me approachable, easy to talk to, um, and easy for others to open up um, to me. And then for me to be open to others' ideas and opinion. Um, I think that's the way that harmony shows up for me the most. Um, but I will say I struggle with the, so I also have adaptability at six. Okay. So, so that rounds out the rest of my, um, you know, like relationship building themes, you know, within my top 12, I guess. Um, yeah. Those, the harmony and adaptability, I blur them quite often. Like, am I yielding to another's point of view oh, based yeah. on my harmony and wanting to avoid the conflict of that? Or am I bending out of the willingness to change my needs and, and, to bend to another's request, you know, being adaptable and, and going with the flow. So yeah. that's where having those in my supporting themes um, definitely shows the difference between me with my harmony at 11 and you with your harmony at four. Yeah, it, it's interesting you bring up relationship building themes because, mm -hmm. you know, harmony is the only one of my top five that falls in the relationship building theme. But one of the other uh, themes, um, that plays into my relationship building is my actual, actually my learner, which I've already talked about and, yeah. and learning about other people. And so, you know, I've already talked about that combination. So it's really interesting to hear your harmony and adaptability pairing together mm -hmm. and influencing you in, in a certain way um, around, around maintaining and building relationships. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about how you feel your harmony has been a benefit to your life and your work. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, um, it, that focus on practical solutions has really been sort of front and center. Uh, the more I've gotten to know and understand my own harmony talents, I think it was one that at first I was a little, you know, like, what exactly do I do with this? You know, it's, it's great to build consensus, but, you know, how does that actually impact? And the more I've really looked at it, um, I've really noticed that the, the practical application, I, I am, I tend to like to find, okay, what is the actual action steps here? And again, that's probably tinted by my responsibility and wanting to know what I'm, what I'm, what to do, what's, what needs to get done, etc. Um, but that, it's, it differs from say sort of the themes like intellection or strategic, which are very big picture. Mm -hmm. And I think harmony, even though it's in the relationship building domain has a very uh, present tense or near tense mm -hmm. um, look uh, or oh, yeah. field of view, at least, at least how I've lived it out. Okay. So I think that the, that practical solution is, is one. Um, I've already talked about the, the BS detector. It, you know, my learner would love to go and explore every masterclass and, you know, coaching course and, and all the rest. But there are a lot of them that 
you know, you initially get engaged with because of the emotional triggers. And one of the ways I've actually used my harmony is, okay, let's sort of strip away all the emotional triggers that this, this person's trying to put in their literature. And what do I actually get out of this program? Or what will, you know, what's the practical takeaways that I'll get? So it's that BS sort of detector, right? I hate using yeah. BS, but it's, yeah. it, you know, there's some stuff out there that's real garbage that's prettied up really nicely. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, people get attracted to because the emotional pulls of the sales messaging. Right. Um, the marketing did their job in that the, case. Right. And, and I respect the fact that marketing does a great job and I could probably do a little bit better there, but my harmony also keeps me away from that realm because I don't want to come across that way. It's, it's, yeah. it diminishes the manipul- the manipulation for me. Yeah, good. Oh, uh, and that's so, a great way to say it. Yeah. Um, Harmony diminishes the manipulation. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's, there's that. Um, and then the, the other piece that I always bring up when I'm coaching people um, is given my analytical and some of my learner mixed in, uh, my harmony loves balancing, and this is another part that's in the longer definition of harmony, is that there is a balance um, uh, connotation to the theme. And so for me, that has always meant balancing the research that Gallup has done around uh, strengths-based development and the Clifton strengths and employee engagement alongside the, the balance, the other side of that is the person's lived experience. So when I get into a coaching conversation, it's a lot more about learning about the person, but at times it helps to be able to bring in or balance their perspective against the larger research uh, and data set that Gallup and other you know, research organizations have been able to put together. Yeah. And so that's another place where it's really helped me um, in my professional life, uh, as particularly as a coach. So yeah, that's great I, to hear I, that balance is, is just really interesting to, to think about it from that standpoint, because I don't think I had ever thought of that before. Um, but there is quite a bit of that that happens with us coaches. You know, we, we know, right. but it shows up so differently, you know, with that blending of our, of our talents, you know, depending on our mixes, <laughs> you know, it, it really does yeah. start to shape and, and adjust some of these. And that's why they call them like groups of talents, right? Because it's right. not just one talent harmony. It's, a bunch of different things that's encompassed by that that one word harmony. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I know you have as 11 but I'm, I am kind of curious like have, have you seen any uh positives that harmony has brought to your combination I mean I know you said you've got it flanked by a bunch of other themes yeah. but think about harmony on its own what's what's been the positive impact on your life I, I, you know, I don't know if I can strip it away from what it is, you know, whether that's like adaptability that I'm seeing or if it's harmony. Um, although it is, it is one of those ones I count as in my, you know, like top strengths as opposed the to dominant. supporting ones. Yes, the, the dominant ones. Um, but I think it's in that ability to just really be open for others' opinions um, to gather. And, and I almost think of it as like an input type like thing for me oh, okay. gathering the information from from all the different sources and and all the different people in order to help me like figure out you know what's the right move forward what's going to be the the consensus i guess is <laughs> yeah. the word of the day okay yeah um, to, to how you know how this is going to really work with everyone and maybe it won't make everybody happy but you know we're getting as much as we can yeah. out of it so yeah awesome. i'd say that's 
that's probably the benefit I see for me. Awesome. Um, do you want to talk about those, like the double-edged sword, where where this might negatively affect your life? Yeah, so <laughs> it definitely has um, a darker side to it, especially if you're not thinking about it. Um, you know, we as coaches, you know, often refer to that as sort of the raw application or, you know, just not being thoughtful about it. Um, I, I think one place where I can occasionally, especially if I'm in not a great place, but I can start to diminish other people's emotional uh, wavelengths um, and really like, again, just like with the sales messaging, sort of strip away the emotion and be like, okay, well, what's the issue? What's actually going on and what can we actually solve? Um, sometimes it can be really hard for a harmony to solve something that is very emotional. You don't solve emotions. And so that can be a very tricky balance um, to manage with, with harmony. Uh, so I will say I've been on the on the receiving end of this with you. So you and I've been through lots of different things <laughs> in our coaching careers, and we've had lots of conversations and working just together, and and some yeah. you know internal coaching that we've shared just together. And I've been on the receiving end of this, and it's actually really comforting to have you. I, I know you see it as as a, like it can't can't always or it isn't always a, a great a great thing to strip away the emotion, but it does. Yeah bring you to the source of what's going on to be able to pull that emotion out of it and just be like, okay, let's, let's look at the facts. What is going on? Can we pull ourselves out of the emotion for a moment so we yeah. can see what's happening and then find a way to move forward. And, and I think you do it beautifully, um, at least from a, a coachy perspective. Yeah. It's really, really helpful. So, so I would agree that I can do it effectively. And again, we're talking about a double-edged sword, right? It, it only yeah. takes a little bit to go from, you know, a really great application like that to, you know, sometimes I actually have to put thought into, oh, you know, somebody has had something happen in their lives mm -hmm. and consciously going into that conversation be like, hey, you know, recognize their, their likely emotional sp space or ask them about it um, sometimes is a, um, a conscious effort because with harmony, it, it's very easy to kind of blow right by it um, okay. because you just want to get to the practical. So I think that that's what I started getting at is, is yeah. almost ignoring or blowing right past, um, you know, you, you might address it for 10 seconds and then move on. And that's really not where that person's at. They need to emotionally unpack first, and then they're ready for, you know, either a conversation or a coaching session or whatever. So that yeah, that's great. one. Um, I think, you know, my, my other point kind of goes to what you were talking about with adaptability and, and, um, harmony, which is sometimes I'll often concede to others when I really should stand my ground, mm -hmm. um, because of that, you know, point in, in the, uh, in the short definition, looking for consensus, don't enjoy conflict and would prefer to seek areas of agreement. If it's, you know, make an agreement to avoid having a, an all-out, you know, verbal duel with somebody, I'd much prefer to be, okay, great, whatever, let's just move on. Yep. And that doesn't, that's not always the best approach. So I think that that's, that can have a negative um, side effect um, on it. Uh, you were, it looked like you were about to say something, so I don't want to jump to my next point. That's, before. that's the way I see it um, negatively impacting my life. Um, 
I will say I probably avoid conflict like the plague. Like, <laughs> um, I would rather move on to something or someone else than actually face and attack the issue that's causing the conflict. So um, we we joked a little bit about the like, um, I'm going to grab my ball and I'm going to take it home because then you can't play if I take my ball. And I'm like, but I'm also giving up the field in that case. Right. right. Like we talked about that, like, yeah, I'm actually, maybe I should have stood my ground and stayed there and, you know, made them leave my field as opposed to, <laughs> right. you know, taking my ball and retreating. So I, I thought that was a, a really good image around um, kind of the differences with this and, and how that, that double-edged sword works yeah. with Harmony. Yeah, it's... Do you uh, have more to add with those? I, I was just thinking about, um, you know... <sighs> we've talked a little bit about professional. One of the places where I've really seen it um, negatively impact um, sort of my family life is actually not allowing my boys. So I have two, uh, two young boys under the age of 15. Um, and, you know, they're growing up and learning how to try and, you know, work together and be brothers and um, be in society and so forth. And one of the things I've noticed lately is, my tendency to jump into their conflicts and be like, all right, let's just knock it off and figure out what's next. And so it's not so much a negative impact on me. It's, am I having a negative impact on their ability to understand how to have constructive conflict? And so I just point that out for anybody that's listening that might be you know, bringing up their own <laughs> children or have their own family relations that they're thinking about. Um, that tendency to want to jump in and just not have the conflict happen, um, I, I'm not sure is in the best service of, of my sons. And so I've been trying to work on letting conflicts go a little longer with them, you know, listening from afar, mm -hmm. but see if they can't come to some agreement. And if things start to get, you know, messy or, you know, somebody's getting hurt or somebody's getting punished, of course, you know, step in and, and separate that. Um, right. but, but sometimes I wonder about, you know, the, the consequences of, of stepping in too early. Um, and That's so great, Chad, cause I think about all yeah. of the conflict resolution issues there are now, like how few people can actually have a conflict yeah. and resolve it, um, <coughs> respectfully, you know, we were just talking about the election and yeah, right. another one of those, like it, you can see it, you know, right in your, it's right in your face during this time of, yeah. time of the year, for sure. I think that's a really we could do a whole show on <laughs> yeah and i and i also don't i i want to say you know front and center that this is not a political show i'm not getting in on no, who, who voted not. which way or anything um and i don't want to focus it all on the on the recent political uh, environment but it is sort of front and center as we're taping this you know yeah. three um three days, days after, after and we'll publish it a couple days after after now but um but in terms of just thinking about family relationships and particularly you know people that are still learning how to have conflicts so whether they're as young as my boys or you know even high school kids um you know still figuring out how to have yeah. adult you know level proper conflict with each other and, and mm -hmm. be able to constructively come out of that um sometimes i wonder if i'm doing a disservice um and i don't know if that's a concern shared by my fellow harmony talented individuals, but uh, it's something that I thought it, I'd at least want to highlight during this during this uh, during this show. 
I so. think it's a great thing to bring up. Yeah. Yes. Did so, you have any other ones you wanted to add before we go into what this looks like for others? No. And those were my main points about sort of negative impact. I am kind of curious, given that I've seemed to have talked a lot and it is kind of high for me. I am kind of curious about how you have seen this show up in other people you've coached. Oh, you know, I've talked yeah. a lot about my perspective. I'm curious. Um, we've heard a little bit about yours, but what about the people you've coached? Yeah, I've had quite a few managers who had this in their top five. Um, some that were, it was at number one um, and others where it was just within the top five. And I will say that they were all, all of the, all of the managers that I coached that had this in their top five, they were all almost embarrassed by it. And it was that initial reaction to the word harmony and what yeah. they thought it meant. You know, that perception that we talked about right at the beginning of the yeah, show. Kumbaya. Like, I am not kumbaya. Um, the other things I heard was like, I worry that it makes me seem weak or like I don't have opinions of my own because I'm asking for everyone to share their opinion or I'm looking yeah. at all of the options that are out there, um, listening to everyone and their say. And what I thought about that was that it made them fantastic leaders. You know, they, they actually listened to their people. We're looking for the best way forward for the team not specific to how it was going to help one person or how it was going to individually affect them, yeah. were, you know, and it goes back to that inner struggle. I think you, you talked a little bit about too, like internally, they're like battling with this, but externally their team was just like, do you not have an opinion of your own? Just make the decision. You're the leader. You're, you're our manager. You have to just tell us what to do. Um, I thought it was a wonderful talent for them to have. The yeah. other, um, the other thing they said to me was that they thought um, that finding consensus was important, but they also liked to hear all the ideas before they decided. So, um, yeah. it, you know, it was, it was not just some of the team, they really needed all of the team, you know, information. So um, after they learned about it, after they saw it in action, you know, it really started to bloom and become something wonderful where they were sharing openly with, how they how they manage their harmony talents and what they look what it looks like to really take in everything from everyone because yeah. for people who don't have harmony high or or maybe even like a, balancing a little bit on includer right like includer wants to have everybody involved and in harmony wants to hear all the voices wants to hear all uh, you know hear everything yeah. that's that's being said and and I think those those two kind of would go hand in hand but I I loved seeing them and their teams be stronger because they were using their harmony talents to, to really impact yeah. their team. Yeah, it, it's interesting you, you uh, talk about it in that way because when you when you're describing that, it it reminds me of the of the uh, conversation going on about you know do introverts versus extroverts make better leaders? Mm. I think this is almost. You know, again, you can have an extroverted person with harmony talents. You can have an invert, introverted person with, you know, themes like command or self-assurance or significance, you know, that, that are all sort of, or woo, they're all very sort of front and center influencing. Um, so I, I'm not putting those in, in opposition to each other, but it is that, you know, harmony beings a little bit more introverted, want to find the consensus, want to take in everything you mentioned, include her getting everybody's opinions, not just a couple people. I think that's really um, interesting piece. And definitely the internal and external, you know, that emotional uh, turbulence 
Um, yeah. It doesn't go away for us. It's just we try and keep it out of the public realm. And it was interesting to hear, um, hearing you talk about that because it can sometimes, and we're going to get to how this can positively or negatively impact a team, but it can sometimes leave that team feeling a little behind or not aware of how the process is being um, sorted out. Yeah. Uh, so you know, that's, that's that fantastic. Back at, thinking back about those, about those leaders that, that I coached, they were very even keel. Like now, you know, like seeing it through your eyes and, and <laughs> hearing you explain how it shows up for you, I can see that in them as well. You know, seeing them be pulling the emotion out of the situation, getting to the practical, like how do we move forward is yeah. very true of them. So I, I do, I do feel like that strikes a, a real chord for me too, even just in those I've coached. Yeah. Have you seen it differently in anyone you've coached? Yeah. So I, I'm going to just highlight a couple sort of talent combinations just to sort of yeah. um, highlight some different ways that harmony can be maybe impacted or, or, you know, again, we've talked a little bit about our combinations and how it influences how our, our Harmony talents come out. But I think there are a couple that um, come to mind. I've recently been coaching somebody with Harmony and, and Discipline, and they have a really um, sort of even-handed approach to applying standard operating procedures. So, you know, is the process fair? Um, you know, is the process is the process regardless of kind of what your situation is or whether you love it or not. Again, it's that practical application mm -hmm. of a standard process. Um, so uh, I think, you know, another one has been uh, empathy and harmony. And it's really interesting to see that balance because they both sense emotion from others really, really strongly. Like they, it's like that radio tower, you know, they, they receive all the emotional wavelength. Um, so they can be much more knowledgeable about the emotion, the emotions of their team members, but then their harmony seems to come through and kind of go, okay, well, now that I know what the emotional wavelength is, I can kind of not push it aside, but just sort of recognize it, put it to the side and then really kind of dig deeper at, again, what's the practical, you know, how do we get through the emotion? How do we think about what the emotional impact is going to be uh, once we make a decision? So it can have an sort of an outbound application to it too. Um, I, another combination that I've seen in uh, somebody I, I coached was harmony and election and they need a ton of time you know, that intellectual stream of consciousness processing, but they're usually, there's usually a thread that runs through their thought process about how are we getting to a practical solution at the end of this? Um, and intellection sometimes doesn't have that practical application because it is just, let's explore and think about the world or think about what's going on around us for the sake of thinking. Mm -hmm. I think the interesting blend is having harmony sort of, you know, tied in there is that then there is a practical application to the thought process. Yeah. Um, and then we've already talked a little bit about it because of, of your own harmony and adaptability, that giving in tendency. Um, I'd forgotten that that was part of your combination when I originally put together my notes. Um, but that's, you know, wanting to keep the peace so they just mm -hmm. agree to everything. And that, you know, that's got its pros and cons as well. Absolutely. Um, I, I think one other 
behavior that I have noticed that doesn't really tie to another theme is that harmony can lead to a lot of um, self-deprecating behaviors. You know, let's make sort of, let's put myself to the side so that I'm thinking about others. Um, Others might know more, can do more. So I'm going to take the back seat is how I heard somebody recently that I I coached um, who had harmony um, in her top five um, sort of, you know, it's probably not the best, um, best demonstration. And and she was just getting started with strengths awareness. Um, but she commented a lot about, you know, she would kind of downplay herself, um, because others in the room were more experienced or knew more or had been at the job longer. Um, and so I think that that's something to be cautious about, especially if other coaches are listening to this, how are those harmony um, talents being demonstrated to others and are they the most effective um are they showing up most effectively mm-hmm. um, in in their behaviors so i, I yeah, just mentioned that for people to think about and be aware of if, if you've got somebody that's kind of down on themselves or will you know take pokes at themselves to up other people mm-hmm. could that be a harmony talent coming through and not the best way sure so sure interesting yeah i know um, that that was a little heavy at the end there that but one it, is, it, that one is it's, heavy because, it's because it's I, it was a very interesting demonstration yeah. it was the first time i'd heard it that way and you know i have it and here i am coaching with somebody with it and hearing a very different tone to it um sure. was um informative mm-hmm. but also something that i think um that person is is going to keep working on yeah it kind of goes back to that like seeming from what I've heard from, from my, um, people I had coached with harmony, having this like perception that they're weak, that they don't have an opinion of their own. So, um, it, it kind of takes that and goes a bit step deeper and and a little darker and sadder actually. So yeah, if if we can encourage those with harmony to, to be able to share some of what's going on, that internal dialogue that's happening as they're going through some of the issues. Um, yeah, we can talk about how that those those contributions to the team and 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 each other but before we do that do you <laughs> yeah. have any images um that that you know really come to mind when you think about this theme yeah i mean we've already used the phrase uh probably three or four times already but it's the kill of a sailboat it, yeah. it really is you know that force that you don't see under the water but that, you know, if, if you've spent any time around a lake, like I live, you know, three miles from Lake Champlain, we've got tons of marinas and you see all the sailboats, you know, jacked up, you know, during the winter and you can see the keel, but when they're on the water, when they're in operation, that keel is a hidden component of the boat, but it is critical and it keeps the, the wind turbulence and the water turbulence from completely capsizing the boat. I think that that's one of the places where harmony can have um, both for the individual as well as for the team. And we're going to get to the team conversation here in a second, but that that huge force of having something to to anchor on, or, or you know, to at the bottom of the boat that moves with you. So it's not necessarily an anchor, but it it keeps the boat upright. Um, yeah. So yeah, that calmness. Um, one of the other things is you know, almost reversing the analogy is sort of that duck on the water, very calm on top, 
pounding <laughs> like crazy or dealing with the emotional uh, wavelength under un, underneath on their own. That's a great one too. Um, so, I mean, you could think about it flipping the, the water um, mm -hmm. imagery um, because there is that sort of, as we said before, those with harmony are not non-emotional and we're not right. Spock, we're not, you know, <laughs> Romulan from the Star Trek uh, universe. Um, we still have emotions. It's just a matter of how we maintain them and that mm -hmm. even killedness. Um, so I'm starting to mix metaphors here, but yeah, you're just, good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just that calmness that can come with it and, and whether you show it or not. Yeah, that's great. So I don't, uh, I didn't really have one. I was back to my ball and field analogy, you know, like, yeah. and I'm not sure, I'm still not sure if I know where that fits it and whether, you yeah. know, I'm staying with my ball and holding my field or if I'm yeah. <laughs> giving it up. Well, oh, I know in the pre-show, we talked a little bit about, a little bit more about that analogy. And I think it's the, you know, do you try and build consensus around a team and what you're doing on the field? And if you can't build a consensus, you know, does that lead you to make the decision? Because either one is a con conscious decision. You can either stay on the field and play by yourself. You can right. pick up your ball and leave, which then you're conceding the ground to everybody else's opinions. You're not even part of the discussion anymore. Um, or do you try and build consensus within the team so that you're moving the ball down the field? And that's that practical application piece. So yeah. I, not to take Love you know, no, not to tell you what your metaphor is but i know that that's something that you you made a lot more clear in our in our pre-show and i think it's worth yeah. um considering i think it's i think you put it perfectly because it is one of those where I, I hadn't thought of grabbing my ball and going home as i've just given the field i've completely conceded my position and I, i'm you know, I'm just yeah. going to take the back seat and let everybody else make the decision whether or not that's a good one or the right one. So I think it's a great place to to think about. You know, like, are you yeah. trying to do both? Um, <laughs> you know, keep stay on the field with the ball and moving it forward, finding that consensus, or if we're really just like giving in yeah. and, and you know, not really even seeing ourselves. Back to your your other, you know combination of, of strengths like if we're not seeing ourselves as value um and yeah. what we have to bring to the table so it yeah. be really dangerous yeah. okay are we going to talk about team next sure so i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna start with you i given that you've coached a few leaders with this I, i'm kind of curious about what you see as the theme's best contribution to a team because I, I know i've got my own thoughts but i'm curious about yours Sure. Um, they're probably going to be similar to yours, I'm, I'm guessing, but I think they are great mediators. Um, people with harmony can be great mediators. Um, being able to um, really look for, and again, it's that like finding all the information and then pulling out what's best for everyone. So mm, as, a yeah. team, as a team leader, I could see that, you know, like they're great mediators, but even individually, um, although we, there's some... Uh, conflict avoidance that that may happen there um there they may be looking like you were saying like with your you and, and your boys jumping in the middle of an argument and trying to like calm calm the water so like yeah. keeping keeping everyone um calm and moving forward <laughs> um i also think um their benefit to the team is they are even tempered then too so um friendly <laughs> you know so people with harmony tend to be friendly and and even tempered so i could say those would those would be um the things i see 
I yeah, I, I I would definitely agree with with all of those. Um, the only I, I think my additions would be that um, har those particularly if they're team members or the individual contributor level, um, and I know even team leaders are, are individual contributors, but if you're not leading the team, I think that those with harmony can really help people refocus on the future instead of again looking at past slights or the emotional baggage of whatever happened before yeah they can say okay look where are we at again we can't do much about yesterday or you know last year but we can do something about today tomorrow next week next month next year so i think that there's a real sort of refocusing on the on the future that somebody with um harmony can or maybe, bring or maybe even refocusing on the now like oh very much so yeah 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 absolutely yeah. And, th and that was sort of my point is you know, either now today tomorrow yeah, um not, future, not so trying to fix the past yeah, yeah I, I think from a team leader perspective um you know they can sift through that emotional uh, wavelength and might be influencing others. Uh, sorry, if they have people on their team that might be trying to emotionally pull people in one direction, mm -hmm. the team leader with those harmony talents would be like, okay, well, that's you know that's your opinion or that's that's where you think we should go, but we really haven't gathered the consensus of of the team, and so that ability to kind of pull back from immediately just following the coolest newest idea um that has a lot of emotional energy that might go with it excitement mm -hmm. you can get excited about something that leads you in a very very much the wrong direction and i think right. one of the wonderful things about those with harmony is they can dissipate maybe not ignore but dissipate the emotional draw of that and then actually look at the practical um and then help lead the team in that new new practical direction might and not be as said sniffing out that bs <laughs> right right I, I was also going to say that um you know there's the cool emotionally energized shiny you know cool new thing to go in that direction it may not be super kind of sexy or you know super attractive but from a practical standpoint it may need to be you know this other direction that might not be as cool or as neat looking but it's it's much more of where the team needs to go and so i think a, a team leader with harmony can really kind of help manage that transition of okay we need to shift our energy over here um i do know from my own uh living out and learning um that harmony can also have a negative impact on a team and so i'm gonna again put the ball back in your court about what you've seen or what you think harmony's negative impact on a team is either from an individual contributor or from a team leader perspective you know um i think the biggest one is that like internal processing that's happened so being that you know, a team leader may be internally processing all of the emotion from the team, all of the all of the conversations, all of the you know input that's coming forward. They're doing that themselves. So they've pulled that all in. They might, I mean, you might see them actually ask everyone's opinion and they pull that all in and then nothing happens, right? So they're processing it. They're spending the time going through this. They're finding the consensus. They're working through the right way forward. And to the team, 
that can look a little scary. Like what's going to happen? What's, yeah. you know, what okay. which direction are we going? So it, it can start to feel a little unstable, um, unstable. You know, you're, you're feeling some of that instability in the team where we're like, there were a lot of, a lot of ideas given if they weren't part of that conversation with everyone sharing ideas at the table, you know, let's say this is happening one-on-one. -on -one. I shared my ideas with you team leader, and now I haven't heard anything. I could be thinking you're going with my idea. And then, yeah. you know, you know, Sally's over here. Oh, she's going with my idea, you know? So in, in that, in that realm, you could get the team all feeling like they're going in lots of different directions without sharing some of that, what's going on. So I think transparency, mm. um, or maybe lack of transparency, possibly during that processing time can can lead to some feelings of instability in the team yeah. and, and just confusion, yeah. right? About and, what's happening. And just to clarify, um, what I'm hearing you say is it's that internal processing, trying to find the consensus. It's yeah. not necessarily processing the emotional wavelength of each person no, or right. the, the validity of each idea. It's that processing of consensus yeah. that sometimes doesn't get voiced out. Oh, I'm taking right. your part because this is going to work with her part versus the, you know, alongside this piece from this person. And so sort of putting together the puzzle with the different pieces from the different people, but not mm -hmm. telling people how that puzzles come together. Right. That's what I heard you said. I know that we talked a little yeah. bit more about that in our, our pre-show, but um I just want to make sure that that was clear to our listeners that mm -hmm. it's it's not so much the processing the emotional wavelength it's the right. it's the building the consensus and building the the shared product. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's interesting because um, as you were talking about it, I was also thinking about the emotional side of it and mm -hmm. the negative impact of having harmony. And you know, I talked about sort of peeling away the emotional. Um, component of discussions or conversations um, or disagreements. Yeah. I think one of the real disservices, if somebody is um, leaning too heavily on their harmony, especially as a team leader, they could actually dismiss that whole component. You know, people are going to have feelings about direction A versus direction B or even direction C yep. and not addressing those or not uh, giving room for those emotions to come to the surface within the team, I think is a disservice and can negatively impact the, the behavior of the team because it goes to one of the, the four needs of followers that Gallup has identified around um, compassion and showing a recognition of other people's emotional um, stance um, and where, where they're coming from. So I think that that was, it pairs into what you were just saying um, but I think is is a slightly yeah. different component that um, some leaders with harmony could could be very dismissive of the emotions of others. Um, In order to find that consensus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, just since we're on the team leader, I'm also going to bring up, um, and we've kind of already highlighted this. And you talked about it beautifully when we're talking about other people we've coached. But those with harmony in a team leader position could very easily acquiesce to those with stronger personalities on the team. You know, we've talked a little, we hinted a little bit about people with command or significance or, you know, very strong strategic that, you know, they know the path forward. This is, you know, I've already done the thinking. You don't need to worry about it, Mr. Harmony or Mrs. Harmony. 
we're just going to make a decision and somebody in a team leader role with harmony may very well just be like, well, I don't want to fuss or fight with that person. So we're just going to kind of go with, with what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and I think that that can, that may not always be in the best service of the team. And so yeah, there there's a negative impact a there. Danger there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any things that you want to share in terms of a team member? Fair if we kind of covered team member <laughs> role for you kind of kind of the same thing with that acquiesce to others you know they may take the back seat and not voice their own opinions or you know like put that out there well we already have so many other options or so many other ideas from everyone else you know maybe it's better if i just keep this to myself um so i i do worry that that might that might be something that happens if they feel like they they shouldn't bring their their opinion to the table yeah so i think you know just as sort of you know bringing it back to the positive side i think you know team leaders that have harmony that may also have other people on their team with harmony i think what you're bringing up is sort of that that balance is you know those with harmony and you're applying it well making sure that you're drawing out all opinions even if somebody with in sort of an individual contributor role has harmony and they're thinking well i don't want to voice up because you know, that person's idea is better than mine or that person, it's obvious everybody's energized around that. A team leader with Harmony Talents should be drawing that those other um, quieter opinions out onto the table. I think that's that can be, uh, you know, going to the positive side of best contribution to a team is, you know, almost like you were talking about with includer, include everybody, draw out all the all the opinions and all the all the pieces so yeah great so jen last yeah i was gonna just ask you the same thing um (laughs) no i i just i think you know when it comes to leading and coaching those with harmony is um you know the focus on the practical and the consensus like we talked about at the very beginning Mm -hmm. um know that that's where they're going to be sort of happiest and might be able to contribute the most is um when everything is not all riled up um, right. You know, having calm, stable places to operate from allow them to already be sort of past the let's having to sift through the emotional wavelengths of everybody and just look at what can be done. Um, I think is is a big piece for team leaders listening to this that uh, as they think about leading and developing their people. And it's such a wonderful talent to have. Like, think of all of the all of the relationships that they're building. The the team camaraderie, you know, yeah. may not be a popular opinion with everyone, and it probably won't be because we all have, you know, we all come with our own baggage and our own stuff. But being able to find a way forward that's the best for collectively everyone together is just such a wonderful, you know, thing to have and ability yeah. that I, I think harmony needs to, to see this in that light as, as opposed to that like kumbaya type of moment. It's not yeah. about everybody being happy, but it's about moving the, the things forward and keeping the team yeah. together. Yeah, so. excellent final point. So I, I, I think we're gonna finish. I'm gonna do what a lot of other podcasters um, often encourage people to do. Please subscribe to our channel. Yeah. Um, please come, keep coming back for future episodes. Um, we also really invite other people's opinions and comments. So feel free to, to leave us uh, questions or concerns or things you think we missed um, in the comments. 
And as always, we can always use reviews. We're just starting out. So um, getting a couple of reviews about how we're doing would be awesome, especially the, those of us with analytical that want the data about, you know, how can we be most helpful? So um, absolutely. So anyway, and that's a good yes. place to let everybody know we're going to be off for a couple of weeks for the Thanksgiving break, but then yep. back um, right at the beginning of December for our next episode, I believe on Activator. Oh, you have to lead that one, Jed. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> awesome. Well, until next time, I'm Chad. And I'm Jen. And we'll see you next time.